0: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Welcome into this special President's Cup preview edition of At The Turn. This is the, what is it, Nick? This is the 13th playing of the President's Cup? It is the
2: 13th, began in 1984. Yeah, it seems like a pretty low number, which it is relatively compared to a lot of things in golf um but yeah it's not too soon for dominance as as you will soon find out
0: yeah so we'll go over both of the teams the u.s versus the rest of the world minus europe squad i always find it strange that they call it international but there's no like hey we're not including europe in this
2: europe gets their own deal
0: they do get their own deal. Europe the US gets their own gets deal
2: the internationals deal. minus europe gets their own deal and then united states gets every deal
0: yes they do so we'll talk about the history of the event the course where it's being played, and the two teams. Nick, you want to kick us off with the history of the previous 12 President's Cups?
2: Yeah, Joe, um, it's a good history if you are from within the United States. So we mentioned oh. it began 1994. Uh, this will be the 13th edition. Basically, it just became something to keep golf fans lukewarm between Ryder Cup years. Um, and so it Originally was in even-numbered years, and then once uh, in the 2001 when the Ryder Cup was pushed back because of uh, the 9-11 events, the President's Cup then was pushed back as well. Joe, I'm sure you know the answer to this question. You want to take a stab at what the United States record is in the previous 12 President's Cups?
0: I have it right in front of me. I'm not going to pretend. It's 10-1-1. They've kicked the shit out of the international team for the better part of two decades now.
2: It's 10-1-1. The last and only United States loss was 1998. So there there are people who are buying alcohol legally who weren't even alive the last time the internationals won the President's Cup. United States, they've won seven in a row, unbeaten in the last nine. They had a tie in there. So they're 8-0-1 in the last nine. Um, And perhaps the most interesting fact about the President's Cup that I found, Jack Nicholas as a captain captained it four times he's two one and one but joe he didn't get his first win until his third time captaining the united states team he lost his first attempt got a tie in his second attempt it took him three times to get a win and then finally in his fourth attempt he got over 500
0: uh
2: what a bum (laughs) i know what a bum so this is an opportunity do something for us jack this is an opportunity for tiger woods to separate himself from jack nicholas finally um the other most important fact about the president's cup this will be the first united states president's cup roster that does not include one phil mickelson
0: yeah i mean homie's going to be 50 next year. Uh, he hasn't been playing great. He's outside of the top 50. He's taken big checks to skip normal events that he would go to. So, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I don't have any sort of like, ah, oh, where's Phil Tiger didn't pick Phil look when it was, when Tiger needed to pick somebody again, after the captain's pick because of an injury, you know, what name was never thrown out there, Phil Mickelson. So we shouldn't pretend that Phil was on the edge He wasn't anywhere near it. I think there's probably a scenario where Phil is, like, a playing captain at age 52 for the Ryder Cup. I could see that happening. But for him missing this, he's not in form. Let him win 15 times on the Champions Tour, and then maybe we can get him on the Ryder Cup team.
2: Right. I don't know if it says – I don't think it says, you know, as much about Tiger's picks or, or Phil now as much as it says about him since 1994. I mean, that's a pretty incredible run every other year. Since the mid-90s. And now we are going on 2020 next month. And um, that's a that's a pretty cool run by Phil. I was a little surprised. I mean, it makes makes perfect sense. But just to, to see that and, and put it together. This is the first one ever that he'll
0: miss. Um, it's, it's pretty also, incredible. It's also interesting that, you know, to kind of liken it to the NBA. When you have someone like LeBron James, who plays 15 seasons. But the majority of those are deep playoff runs he has more games under his belt and therefore more mileage. So for Phil to do what he's done and have to play one of these team events literally every fall when other players perhaps are resetting or they miss a team or they go on vacation, Phil's been grinding away in these events for 25 years. So that in itself, like you said, is incredible.
2: That's a good point. Yeah, he's in the he's in the Ryder Cup every year too. So like you said, literally every fall he's got – and it's not just – you know, it's an exhibition, but it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, I mean, especially Ryder cup every other year, president's cup every other year. That's a huge, I don't want to say burden because it's a privilege, but it's still a huge weight, um, every single year for 25 years.
0: Well, sure. And Uh, then Phil is also the kind of guy where all the young players are going to look to him. It's not like he can just kind of chill and he's a rookie and he's like, wow, this is cool. He has to like be an elder statesman and kind of take a leadership role regardless of who the captain is.
2: For sure. So, this isn't as much uh, President's Cup history in terms of the wins and losses, but just a couple historical notes. That, um, so I mentioned there was that one tie. Up until 2005, Joe, prior to the last day of, of matches, do you know how a tie was determined or how, how a tie was broken?
0: Uh, up until 2005?
2: Yeah, so a long time ago.
0: Well, I kind of remember, so, well, I definitely remember in 2003, the one that ended in a tie. It was mm-hmm. Tiger and Ernie. They were in a playoff, and the playoff went several holes, and they eventually were like, you know, Jack and Gary are sitting out there. Hey, guys, it's getting kind of dark out here. Either we get the cars with the headlights, or we're just going to call this thing a tie.
2: Exactly. So what would happen is the captains, before the final matches on the last day, they would secretly designate like, their playoff guy. And then if it happened to end in a match, they'd pull out their little sheet of paper and say, hey, I got Tiger. Hey, I got Ernie. Okay, what? you guys are going to the playoff to determine the winner of the President's Cup.
0: It was a secret?
2: <laughs> yes. And they <laughs> revealed
0: it afterwards. Wow, that's, that's pretty exciting. So, and they just stopped because of this one tie. So how does well, it work now?
2: Yeah. Um, I-, I think they're probably just like, hey, it's never going to be a tie. Um, the United States is going to dominate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't have how how it ends in a tie now, but um, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it's, pre- it's a pretty badass way to to determine a tiebreaker.
0: I like that. Have your your secret player in your pocket. Yeah, that's that's fun.
2: I'm sure it was no secret in 2005 or 2003 who uh, the United States playoff guy was going to be.
0: Yeah, I mean Jack just <laughs> write that one in permanent marker because he's not going to change who that is. <laughs>
2: Um, I think that's all I've got, really, for the history. I mean, it's just been absolutely dominated by the United States. Most of them haven't been close. A couple have been. Um, but really, nothing crazy stands out to me outside of those things. I just thought those are a few kind of fun President's Cup facts.
0: I mean, just the record in itself, I would not call it surprising. I really wouldn't. Because – the international team is always going to be at an enormous disadvantage. Not even so much because of the quality of their team, even though, especially this year, the U.S. team, just from a world ranking perspective, is far superior to the international team. When you start to look at the U.S. team, and we'll get into it, these guys play together like every single year. Like you have your core four to eight guys probably, and within those, it's going to be the same rotating group of guys every single year. You get some rookies, some veterans in there. But the U.S. team has such a huge advantage in that not only are they used to being in these team competitions together, traveling together, uh, being paired together, but they also play on the PGA Tour together. Um, They travel together. They're used to being around each other, being paired together. But the international team, nine different countries represented, And while all those are made up of PGA Tour and European Tour guys, they may not be used to each other. There's new players in the team. And I just don't think you have the continuity by virtue of how the team is assembled. um, The international calendar for a lot of these players compared to the U.S. team. They're always going to be at a disadvantage. The international team is.
2: It's a good point because we look at the President's Cup and we take it for granted that the United States is going to win. But then you look at the Ryder Cup and it's essentially the same group of guys, but it's such a struggle for those guys to get a win against the European team. And I think the European team has a lot of those traits that you just mentioned that the United States has the advantage on over the internationals where they play together on the tours a lot. They hang out outside of the tours. They're good friends. They know each other. So that's a good point. Maybe that's under understated in terms of why the united states is so dominant in the president's cup
0: but also like what is the international thing like europe you know it's continental europe uh they have the flag they have their whole thing they have a very strong symbol a strong history as a unified group of europe international is south korea uh south africa um japan there's just so many different countries mexico this year china In so many different cultures, whereas Europe is, you know, you have different countries within that, but it's one kind of singular culture. Obviously, the U.S. is a singular culture. And the international team, I just don't know what they rally behind, other than kind of being this band of, for lack of a better word, outcasts of not Europe, not U.S.
2: Well, Joe, you want to uh, take us in depth on that international squad?
0: I do, but before I do, I want to tell you a little bit about the venue for the 13th playing of the President's Cup. Okay? okay. So it's going to be at Royal Melbourne Golf Club. Founded in 1891, Nick. Yeah. So not new. It hosts a lot of big events. It's hosted 16 Australian Opens. It was selected by the PGA Tour to be the first venue outside of the U.S. to host the President's Cup that happened in 1998. Um, that was the... Aforementioned only victory for the international squad, and the international team thumped the U.S. They won by ten points, so their only win was an absolute beatdown. Uh, Peter Thompson, an honorary member of Royal Melbourne, legendary Australian golfer, was the captain. He actually captained the first several international squad. The course hosted the Presidents Cup again in 2011. This time, won by the U.S. as the rest of them were. Uh, it's been the site for the Women's Australian Open twice, which is an LPGA tour event. Nick, to the course itself, 36 holes on the facilities. So there are we, the West and East courses. The West is the number one golf course in Australia. It's right, the number one in the entire uh, continent. The East course is number six, so no slouch itself. The course they'll be playing. Now, they do this, and they've, they've done this since the late 50s when they host events. They actually do a composite course. So they basically just pick holes from both courses and that's the makeup for the given event. So typically it's the same layout where you have X number of holes from the west, Y number from the east. Not a long course they're playing. It's a par 71, only 7,032 yards. A lot of bunkers out there, so it's going to be kind of linksy. They're going to be using 12 holes from the west, 6 from the east. Perhaps the most impressive thing about The golf club is who designed it. The West course was designed by Dr. Alistair McKenzie. If that name is familiar, good for you. He is a legendary golf course architect. Nick, do you know what his crown jewel is? I don't. It's the golf course you want to play the most, but you never, ever will. Augusta National. Is it?
2: That was giving my guess, but I, I didn't.
0: He was a turn of the century golf course architect, and actually his last golf course he designed was Augusta National. Uh, the West Course open in the 20s and did the East Course. So uh, no slouch, Royal Melbourne Golf Club. It's, it's the nicest golf course in the continent. Rich history designed by a legendary architect. A lot of big events have been held there. So it should be an excellent venue for the 13th plane of the President's Cup.
2: Awesome. Any indication as to what type of player it's going to favor? I know you mentioned it's not extremely long, um is accuracy at a premium is proximity to the cup anything in particular going to be uh, more important on this
0: course i'm going to give you the standard uh lame golf analyst answer long and straight's never bad nick all right never a bad thing we'll look out
2: for long and straight
0: but i think that any kind of player can do well here like i said the length Par 71, a lot of bunkers, premium on accuracy in some spots. But really, any type of player can be successful there. I don't think it necessarily matters when you get in these team events too much. Um, I know a lot goes into the picks and the players and the pairings, and obviously it's important. But if you get a hot player like Molinari in the Ryder Cup, like, look out. That's, that's really all that matters, getting the right player at the right time.
2: That's a good point. Um, nobody would have predicted some of those Ryder Cup upsets last year. I mean, we did a Ryder Cup preview last year and thought that the United States, at least I did, thought the United States was going to win for sure on European soil. And then you get guys like Molinari and Fleetwood who are untouchable. Um, who, who's that combination? Are you going to get me excited for this international squad?
0: Yeah, I did a, did, a, did a little deep dive on the international squad. So I got a lot right. of numbers and facts and figures to throw at you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, nine countries represented, which is a lot, Nick. That's it's a very cool diverse team. Typically, you would have you know more guys grouped together. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the guys who are from countries where they are the only person, the only representative from that country. First of all, the captain, Ernie Els, not playing for the international team, unlike the captain for the U.S. team. His assistants. Uh, international Team Stalwarts, KJ Choi from South Korea, Trevor Immerman from South Africa, Jeff Ogilby Australia, and Mike Weir, everyone's first favorite lefty Canada. Uh, so the nine countries represented Japan, Hideki Matsuyama, you've heard of him. Adam Hadwin is the lone player from Canada. He was a captain's pick. Louis Oosthuizen, my vote for sweetest swing and golf, from South Africa, so we gloss over those guys because we figure you have a general idea of who they are. You've heard of those names before, Nick, right? You know those of guys. Course. Absolutely. Okay. So now into some players maybe you haven't heard of. Abraham Anser from Mexico, 28 years old. He's been on the PGE Tour uh, the last season or two. No wins in the PGE Tour, but still very successful. His name's on leaderboards, his most notable victory. He won the 2018 Australian Open. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Where was that played? Yeah, someone, someone to watch out for. Hai uh, Tong Li from China, twenty-four years old, very impressive resume early on. Two European wins, including a victory in Dubai, a one-shot win over Rory McIlroy, who he, he- wow. held off down the stretch. All also right. finished tied for third in the 2017 British Open. Also, I've decided if I can just digress for a second, I'm calling it the British Open. Unless Probably. the RNA listens, unless the RNA is listening to this podcast, I have no one. It's just confusing. I'm calling it the British Open. I know you feel differently. Nick.
2: No, I think it's good to just pick one and stick with it because I, I find myself correcting myself and like the British Open. I mean the open and yeah. it's just, it's, you know, it's not a good look. So picking one and just rolling with it. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Are you the open? Have you decided?
2: I, I try to be the open when I can remember. <laughs> That's good. It's good. It's, good to be know, it's tough. It's tough.
0: Uh, from Taiwan, 28-year-old C.T. Pan. He attended University of Washington in Seattle. He has uh, one PGA Tour win. He won the RBC Heritage Classic this year. That's the one they play the week after the Masters out in Hilton Head. They give you the big plaid jacket. And I think, like, eight of Matt Kuchar's nine PGA Tour wins were at that event. And he beat <laughs> Cooch by a shot. So, nice that win for so. him. So Another PGA Tour winner. Your boy, Nick.
2: If you listen to this podcast, you know who this next guy is.
0: Nick's boy. Nick's been riding the Joaquin Neven train for a long time now. I would say at least a year and a half or so. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah. You were all... That's true. I remember you talking to him about a 19-year-old and just being like, okay, Heidelberger, I get it. You know <laughs> golf. So he's 21 from Chile, also a captain's pick. One PGA Tour win, the Greenbrier, which he won by, I think, six shots really this year, a dominant win for him. So those are the guys who were the sole representatives from their country. So two countries. Please. Oh,
2: sorry, not not to interrupt. A lot of guys that if you follow golf on a semi-regular basis, you like as you read those names, you probably yeah, I've heard of him. But if you were to say, hey, guess who? What twelve guys are on the international roster? You probably wouldn't have named any of those guys. Exactly. Maybe a couple.
0: Maybe a few. Maybe two or three. So three boys from Australia two of which I'm not really going to go over very much because they're Adam Scott and Mark Leishman. We know them um, obviously very well. The young Australian who I'm sure you've seen, if you watch European golf, you've seen this guy a lot because he's always on the leaderboard uh, on the European tour. Cameron Smith, 26 years old. You know, he's kind of that goofy-looking fella who has the big hats and the big ears and the big smile, and he just always seems happy to be there. Looks about 15. He's 26. Two European tour wins, one PGA Tour win. He won that team event the Zurich classic with Jonas Blixt of Sweden. Uh, of note, he is 2-0 and in playoffs. He's 1-0 and on the PGA Tour, 1-0 and on the European Tour in playoffs, so obviously can handle the pressure situation. He has a T4 at the U.S. Open in 2015 and a T5 at the 2018 British Open. Made the cut in all four majors this season. Wow, impressive. So he is one I would definitely watch out for of Maybe not the totally newbies, but kind of in that middle ground of like who might bust out. Home country played well in all the big events. He's used to winning these playoffs. I think he's one to watch out for.
2: All right, um, not a bad not a bad international roster. Did you now? You mentioned those three Australians and very newsworthy Jason Day. The other Australian has withdrawn from the international team.
0: Correct. So the man replacing him is Ben On, the 28-year-old from South Korea. He has one European Tour win. He's made two PGA Tour playoffs, lost them both. But at least he's getting to that point. A solid player, hasn't had the best season this year. But looking at the points list and experience... It's a logical choice, and I think it's logical because the other captain's pick. Here's my pick for the breakout star. They had to use a captain's pick on this guy. He just missed the points race, but there's an argument to be made that he was the most consistent player on the PGA Tour this season, okay? He won the Rookie of the Year. He's the 13th rookie to qualify for the Tour Championship during the FedEx area. He finished 19th. He led the tour in starts and cuts made. 35 starts, 26 cuts made. Led the wow. tour. That's awesome.
2: He he's playing st- everything. He's like, my rookie Dude. year, I'm playing every week.
0: Yes. 35 starts? 35 starts. That's so, incredible. Well, he's 21 years old from South Korea. Sung Jae Im. I really think he is the one to watch. And I, I tried to find odds. I had a tough time finding any President's Cup odds. But I'd love to see his odds for most points for the international team. Because I bet the odds are pretty good. That like six, seven to one. Dump the kids' college fund in that. I love that. <laughs> so that's something to look at. One more tidbit on M. He and Stuart Sink, the only players to have won the Player of the Year on the Corn Ferry Tour, and then win the PGA Tour's Rookie of the Year the following season. So Sink wow. did it back in like 1974. M did it this season. And again, 21 years old, South Korea. And to my earlier point, I was making. I think that's kind of why Ells may have gone with Ben on, because a countryman, he's young. Maybe you get some of that home cooking, feeling good. Maybe you pair him together, a little comfortability. Sure. Um, so Sung J M, 21 year old from South Korea, he is my pick for breakout star of the President's Cup.
2: Awesome. S- sounds great. So as a whole. What do you think of this international team? Can they, can they pull the upset?
0: I mean, they can. I don't think they will. Um, I'd be very surprised if they won. I mean, you look at all this. You look at the team. Uh, everyone that I listed, you notice one thing in common? First number listed at the start of their age is a two, not a three. So again, you can win with a super young team and the uh, international squad does have a lot of experience. I mean, Matsuyama, Ustazen, Scott, leishman but again those guys are from all over the world it's not like in the u.s where oh brooks is from florida and steve stricker's from wisconsin i hope they have something to talk about like <laughs> this is a lot different than that so even though i think this is a good international team and there's potential for someone like m or perhaps smith or answer even to be a breakout star and get a lot of points you need like five breakout stars to have a chance against this loaded u.s team
2: very true so joe About that U.S. team. There's a few guys I'm going to talk about. Um, You've probably heard of everybody. I'm not going to necessarily go down the entire roster. But there are a few highlights to touch on. Um, Dustin Johnson, the highest ranked player on the United States team. Number four in the world. He is apparently still playing in the President's Cup. But he just withdrew from the Hero World, World Challenge, which is the week before. Because of... The knee surgery that he had earlier in the off season, so definitely raises some red flags on that if you just had still recovering from knee surgery, you can't play this week, but you're going to go tee it up in Australia next week
0: and just for folks that are listening in case the decision has been made while you're listening to this, we are recording uh, December early early December so there hasn't been any decision yet on DJ status, but that is interesting that he is battling something and is deciding to press on with the President's Cup, at least as of this recording.
2: Right. As of as of this, uh, DJ's quote was, while my recovery from knee surgery is complete, I feel another week of physical therapy and practice will best prepare me for the President's Cup. I've informed Captain Woods of my decision, which he fully supports and understands and cannot wait to tee it up with him and my teammates next week. In Australia. So, first Captain of all, it's, it's so funny to hear How him bogus refer is to that. Called Tiger. Woods. Um, there's no way those words came from Dustin Johnson himself, but <laughs> <laughs> the sentiment is that he plans on playing in the President's Cup. We'll see uh, if that happens. By the way, this Teen USA Joe minus 280 uh, to win the President's Cup. That so, sounds about right. Not a lot of value there. Um, so, Dustin Johnson, definitely an X factor. His record in the President's Cup, he's played in three of them. He's 8, 4, and 2. So a lot of people will just say, who cares if he can go or not? But that's a big chunk of change you'd be losing if he doesn't go or if he doesn't perform well. Keep in mind, we've already lost Brooks Kepka, the number one player in the world, um, because of his injury. So something to look out for. Not that the United States wouldn't still be favored, but if they were to be down... Two of the top four players in the world.
0: Not necessarily a great start. Doesn't help. Hey, you think Brendan Todd's sitting by the phone?
2: (laughs) Captain Woods,
0: give me a call, baby. I'm red hot.
2: Captain Woods. Well, I mean, there's another debate for another day of who would be the next one to get that call. Mm. So um, another guy, Joe, I want to talk about Tony Fino. He was a captain's pick. He's 16th in the world. He was a captain's pick, but... He was ninth in the qualifying standings, the first eight qualify, so he was just knocking on the door. In that 2018 Ryder Cup where the United States got whooped, Tony Finau went 2-1, and one. so respectable. He held his own. It was—that um, whole week, United States was just getting absolutely throttled, so a, a bright spot there. He's back in the lineup. He's played—he's very consistent— and I think it was awesome that he was a captain's pick before Ricky was. Ricky was obviously a late addition after Brooks uh, withdrew. But that shows that Tiger would rather have Tony Fienau in the lineup than Ricky Fowler. Another guy who Tiger would rather have in the lineup than Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed. Yeah, now, cool. I, I know he's my guy, but this is very controversial after that 2018 Ryder Cup because after the Cup, Patrick Reed, Puts everybody on blast. He he airs the locker room conversations and, and all that stuff publicly, which which obviously is not a good way to win teammates over. Um, here's what Patrick Reed said after the 2018 Ryder Cup, uh, it basically referring to him being split up from Jordan Spieth when they've had all the success in the in the previous team competitions. He said, you had to look at the breakdown of all the guys on the team and what was best for the entire team, not just one or two individuals. So you split up Jordan and I, right? Then you split up Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, who have played great golf together. Groupings that had been proven successful in that format. So it was less about the team, not one or two individuals. So basically, Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler were split up. Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth were split up. Nobody had success. So Patrick Reed second-guessing. So, why would Publika Woods, who actually played with Patrick Reed in that Ryder Cup, put him on the team? Well, you look at Patrick Reed's record in the Ryder Cup, he's six, three, and two overall. And that's including going one and two in 2018. President's Cup, four, three, and two overall. So, total, he's um, 10, six, and two overall, ten six and four overall. So, he's got a winning record. He's proven in these types of competitions that he can be successful. So, Nobody likes him, but he's on the team, and definitely you could call him a bad teammate and would have some evidence to back that up.
0: Yeah, I'd call him a bad teammate when he stole things from his teammates in college. Like, the guy is a jerk. No one likes him. Spieth is probably a jerk, too. They're probably jerks in, like, very different and combative ways. So guess what, Patrick Reed? If you're able to get along with human beings in, like, a more normal fashion, perhaps your successful Ryder Cup team wouldn't be split up. So don't put that on other people. That's you being intolerable. Speeth probably to a certain degree as well. But I hate that he puts that on other people. Also, guess who's not on the U.S. squad for the President's Cup team? A uh, Jordan Spieth. So that probably uh, squashes a lot of potential animosity between the two of them. I mean, how old is Patrick Reed? He's in his thirties, isn't he? He's gotta be. Yes. And he still behaves in this fashion. Like I'm not going to shut up and dribble him, but he has nothing of relevance to say. So I just care about nothing. He has to say, shut up, hit your golf ball, look miserable and win.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of surprised by the pick. I think it, Really? You can, you can, yeah, you can he find wins. a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, he wins, but you can find a lot of guys who can win. And whether it's Jordan Speth or he finds somebody else to take it out on or to pick a beef with, it's not that the United States is going to lose. but If they did, you know he would find somebody to put, to point the finger at. Yeah, and
0: would, wouldn't be himself.
2: Exactly. So no accountability there. Um, but it'll be fun to watch. I'll be really interested to see. You who who he pairs him with because if Tiger puts Patrick Reed with with if it's Tiger and Patrick together I mean I don't know who else you can pair him with nobody else is going to want to play with him and Tiger and him are, are buddies but they were not successful in the Ryder Cup so I don't know it will be interesting
0: well the, I, I, I think that pairing works in the perspective of Patrick Reed thinks he is like the, the third best golfer of all time right he thinks It's Tigers one, Jack two, Patrick Reed three. Like that, in his mind, like I'm not saying that much. Like, I think that's why he'll probably not mouth off to Tiger and show him a certain level of respect because in his mind, he probably thinks that he's better than DJ, Brooks, Ricky, Justin, all of them. He thinks on his best, he beats those guys and he's won the Masters. So he has won the Masters. Perhaps there's a little bit of truth to that, but I think Tiger and Reed is the best possible matchup.
2: So you think that they're going to be paired together?
0: I think at some point, maybe not the whole time, but okay. to your point, um, it's worked before, it's happened before, and Tiger picked him, so he yeah. probably knows what to do with him.
2: Tiger picked him, so I think it's on Tiger to, to play with him. <laughs> I mean, that's probably. Just, that's the way I look at it. So the last guy I want to talk about, Joe, the playing captain, Tiger Woods, he oh. picked himself for oh. the President's What an October this guy had. He wins the Zozo, then then <laughs> – Gets this miraculous captain's pick for the President's Cup. Tiger is 25-15-1 all-time in the President's Cup.
0: Is the one the playoff with Ernie in 2003? <laughs> it must be, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a good record for as subpar as his Ryder Cup record has been. Uh, his President's Cup record is really good because the U.S. team dominates... Every time they play it.
2: So, as you mentioned, just the second playing captain in the events, playing captain in the events history, Hale Irwin, nineteen ninety four, led the U.S. to a twenty to twelve victory. Do you think? Like, what do you think he's going to be doing while he's playing? Is he just going to leave it to his assistant captains? Is he going to set his lineups for the next matches ahead of time? Is he going to be radioing, radioing into other matches going on? Like, how is he going to? Manage, or is it not going to be that big of a deal?
0: I think that, um... (laughs) I think that, first of all, I'm trying to think of a tactful way to... No, you know, I'm not going to be tactful about this. The idea that a captain has so much responsibility in these events is laughable to me. Like, okay, I get it. You got the captain's picks. Hugely important. That's who's going to be on your team. It matters a lot. And yes, the pairings also matters a lot. But, like, when guys go out... Um, the fact that you're going to change a lot based on the morning performance versus the afternoon performance, I mean, it's all pretty logical, right? If you have a weird pairing you weren't sure about and they go out and win 7 and 6 in the morning, you're probably going to pair them together in the afternoon. And, you know, (laughs) the assistant captains, they're going to be watching these matches. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. But that being said, I'd be a little bit surprised if we see Tiger more than three times, right? Like he'll either play the morning or afternoon the first day. Same with the second day. And then a singles match. I don't think we're going to see Tiger out there five times. I'd say three, maybe four.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Like, all the heavy lifting is done before before this thing gets underway. Um, you kind of, even though there might be some adjustments, you make your plan and you say, okay, if things are going well, here's how we're going to proceed. If if this happens, that's how we'll proceed. You have three or four assistant captains on your roster. So, they can probably handle all that stuff. But it will be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure every chance they get when Tiger picks up a walkie-talkie, they're gonna cut away to him and you're going to have a million photographers. We're gonna have all these pictures with Tiger like with a pitching wedge and a walkie-talkie in his hand from the president's cup. So that'll be fun.
0: Oh, there's gonna be there's gonna be so many Dan Hicks. I, I, I think NBC still does the president's Cup. There's gonna be so much of, oh, is he is he? Uh... Is he a competitor tiger right now? Or is he captain <laughs> tiger or is he both? Oh, Cap- up.
2: captain woods. That's captain woods.
0: That captain. We, we got to chill on that. We got, we got to chill know. with the captain it's, woods.
2: It's pretty funny. Um, the United States has the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, ninth, 11th, 12th, 15th and 17th ranked golfers in the world and 18th, um, on the roster 22 and 23, Ricky Fowler and Matt Kuchar are your lowest-ranked American players on this roster.
0: Kuchar's in this thing?
2: Of course he is. Get
0: him out of here already. Kuchar. Enough. There's only one player
2: on the United States roster with a losing record in President's Cup history, and it is— Oh, yes.
0: Give me those names again.
2: Okay. You've got Kuchar, Fowler, Gary Woodland, Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, Xander Shoffley, Tiger Woods— Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson.
0: That's a great team, first of all. Oh <laughs> I was like who's the worst guy? None of them. Uh Gary Woodland.
2: It is Matt Kuchar. Yes. Woodland is probably a rookie in this thing I got to imagine.
0: Maybe it's his second time, but yeah, he might be a rook. What is Kuchar's record? Is it like 115
2: and 1? One? Um I don't have it in front of me. It's like, no, it, it's pretty close. It's like it's like four and six or something like that. Step like it if, up, he has, if, if he has a good week, he'll, he'll take care of that.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's the U.S. squad. Um, no chance the U.S. loses. I mean, there's a chance, but, I mean, my God.
2: But no real chance.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this, Nick. Mm-hmm. If Ryder Cup is 10 out of 10 for how much you care about something in golf. Okay. What is the President's Cup?
2: Um, like, I'll de- I'm definitely excited to watch. It's probably somewhere in the seven, six and a half to seven neighborhood. Mm. Like, if the United States loses the President's Cup versus if they lose the Ryder Cup, like, I I was legitimately upset. Like, I felt like my team lost when they lost the Ryder Cup. But if they lose the President's Cup, it's going to be like, no big deal. I'm excited to really? watch. Yeah, I mean, not th- no big deal, but it's, but yeah, really... Really, kind of no big deal. I mean, it's not like they're not the better team. They, they're 10-1-1. If they lose, it's like when the Patriots lose, you know, around here up in New England. It's like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, because they're still going to win next week, in the week after that, in the week after but that.
0: the thing that interests me is if the U.S. loses, they never lose this, first of all. it going to be the second win in the history of the, uh, the state could think for the international team, but it would be a U.S. team that lost with Tiger Woods as a plane captain so that's to true. me the only way this is compelling is if the international team at least puts up a damn good fight they've like got, it they've comes got down it to the, the last couple fight. matches
2: yeah um but i'm excited to watch it i i'm definitely interested in it more than more than just your basic run of the mill pga tour event
0: for sure yeah and it's it's golf that's going to be on at a crazy hour in december i, I with have a lot the, of the best players in the world which i mean it's definitely fun.
2: I have the viewing hours, which is another point I wanted to touch on because it's, it's actually awesome. So it's a four-day event, but it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in the United States because of the time zone flip for Australia. So these are Eastern times. Wednesday, 5.30 to midnight. Thursday, 7 to midnight. Friday, 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. And Saturday in the United States – the singles matches to determine the president's cup six to midnight. <laughs> like, this yes. is going to be prime time boozing, watching yeah. golf, watching I mean, your team international event. This is going to be awesome. And yeah. Saturday at midnight, there's no more college football on all those, all those games are over just those stupid conference championship games, which nobody cares about Saturday, 11 o'clock six holes to play to determine the president's cup. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pre-funk with the president's cup. That sounds great. 7, 6 PM. You're getting ready to, you know, go out or get ready to stay in whatever, whatever you want to do. It's December, <laughs> you know, Saturday. Uh, that sounds amazing. Okay. You know what? I was gonna, I was going to be Mr. Poo-Poo the president's cup, but I've jacked myself up for it. I'm a, I'm a solid seven now. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up.
2: Come home from work on Thursday night and turn it on. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's going to be great.
0: I know it's terrible, and I definitely don't feel this way about the Ryder Cup because it's the Ryder Cup. I definitely want the U.S. to win no matter what at all costs. But I'd kind of like to see the international team win. going to yeah, be honest.
2: It's, it would be good for the President's Cup. It would be it good would. for the 2021 Ryder or President's Cup if the United States loses. But that said, next year the Ryder Cup's at home. I don't want to have a loss going into that Ryder Cup. Might go to that Ryder Cup. I got to try to go to that thing. Where is it? It's in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned, Tiger Woods to be a playing captain and lose, that'd be, that would suck.
0: Okay. Scenario Joaquin Neiman, Patrick mm. Reed. The President's Cup is tied. Whoever wins this match is winning the President's Cup. Joaquin Neiman has a 12 footer to beat Patrick Reed one up on the 18th hole. To win the President's Cup. Do you want him to make or miss that putt?
2: No, I want him to miss it.
0: Oh, my God. Really? Yeah.
2: yeah, I do. I want the United States to win.
0: You're an American through and through.
2: I cannot imagine watching that. I mean, at this point, it's 1159 on Saturday night. Like, I can't imagine rooting against Team USA in that
0: scenario. I can't if it's Patrick Reed. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I, I know. I'm sure
2: scenario. a lot of people can. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people can. But imagine this. First of all, Tiger's not putting Patrick Reed out last on Sunday. He's gonna probably put himself out last, which would no. be awesome. He'll probably put himself out first.
0: I, that's what I think he'll do. He'll yeah, put he'll put himself out, out himself first. first. But it, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Tiger being a playing captain is an awesome wrinkle. I still think uh, our idea of deciding these team matches where the captains go out and they have to play each other in a playoff to decide the tie—that's the ultimate. Because Gurney Ernie would just be, you know, eating sandwiches all weekend and all of a sudden it's looking tight down the stretch and he's got to do like his two hour limber up routine so he can hit a golf ball again.
2: You know, we just had the Solheim Cup back in September and thinking back to, I mean, that literally came down to a 12 foot putt on the last hole to win or lose the competition. And the amount of excitement that went into that shot was awesome. So let's not downplay the President's Cup. It's it's going to be fun. It's not the Ryder Cup. It's not. It's never going to be the Ryder Cup. But it's still fun.
0: It's better than nothing. We Again, we have primetime golf with some of the best players in the world. Tiger Woods is a playing captain. That in itself is enough reason to care about this. Like, oh, Tiger playing captain. That sounds so fun. I can't wait <laughs> to see how it all shakes out. And it's going to be good. Uh, you're, you're probably listening to this, um, you know, before the President's Cup, I hope. But... You know the Hero World Challenge is coming up, so that's going to give a lot of these American players a nice tune-up right before the event in the Bahamas, and then they go over to Australia play the Presidents Cup. We got two more weeks after that, Nick. And all of a sudden, you flip it around and we're in Hawaii.
2: I can't wait. That's going to be a nice tune-up, that Hero World Challenge. And yeah, you're right. The Hawaii swing, then you got the players right after that. I mean, it's it's God. I mean, it, the calendar's turned to December, but we've we've got a lot to look forward to.
0: That we do. Uh, I think, Nick. We'll probably try to do at least one more pod before the end of 2019. We've, uh, maybe we've got
2: something, um, something exciting brewing, for yeah, sure, for an upcoming episode.
0: We definitely do. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away, but it's one topic could spawn like an hour long conversation. I've I've hit so many people with this question. I've gotten like such a variety of good answers. It's one of the best. It, I'm so mad. I first of all, I didn't think of it. Which made me, as soon as I saw it, I was furious that I did not come up with it because it's such a good question. But again, we will address that in probably episode 50, what are we, this is 52. So 53, will address that one, maybe recap the President's Cup, maybe recap an exciting international team victory. I don't know. I don't know. The more I talk about this, the more I want the international team to win, Nick. <laughs> well,
2: we'll see what happens, man. It's not going to happen.
0: What do we want to plug? We want to plug a few things, right? We do. So as
2: you probably know, but you might not at the turn is on Instagram. You should check us out on Instagram yeah. at the turn pod. We are running a giveaway. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram, tag two of your friends in the comments on any of our posts, any post, just tag two friends in the comments and you're automatically entered. And we're going to pick a winner at the conclusion of the president's cup and that person's going to win a free box of vice pro golf balls with an at the turn logo on them.
0: Yeah. So if someone tries to pick up your ball in another fairway, they say, Hey, Mm -hmm. does it have at the turn logo on it? And they'll say, what the green thing. And then yes, they Mm -hmm. won't hit your golf ball. So it's very nice. Please Instagram, get on there, like, and subscribe the podcast. Um, yeah, I think this was a good President's Cup preview, Nick.
2: I can't wait to recap it.
0: Oh, it's going to be fun. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe. Don't even tag friends. Like, tag your friends. Do that. But then tell your friends about the At The Turn podcast. Say, hey, I was just driving around the other day, and boy, I got some good President's Cup information. And if you're 12, the right people, they'll be excited about it. Anyway, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. And uh, I guess we'll see you soon. See you next time. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn.